It's the most wonderful time of the year. It is officially college football. It's not week zero. It is week one. Uh, LeVac and Gaz, Saturday edition. Thanks to my friends at Tech East Fire and Water Restoration, your best way back to normal. Check them out online at tefirewater.com. Uh, I am here, and uh, thanks to what appears to be his own living room, uh, Gaz is here. Gaz, you actually in your own house? No, I'm not. No? no? I'm back for the Syracuse home opener today. I had shout out to the Salve Bearcats, by the way, yesterday. Coach Mike Acchione getting the first win in his nice. head coaching career. Yeah, we were there for that. It was a surreal moment when you're there with your friends who 15 years ago you were on the field with, and now you're up there with your kids and wives. It makes you feel old fast. Uh, at least so, yeah. he's made something of himself. So <laughs> <laughs> he gets the victory game one cues today, tomorrow, the, the traditional fantasy draft. So we got a lot going on. It is an awesome time. Levesque, I was so excited to hear that music hit coming to your city this morning on ESPN for college game day. So if you're having us like dual screening, double screen right now, we appreciate here on a Saturday morning, you hanging with us. What it like, like, I know they had week zero, right? You would have thought they would have ironed out all the blips and nonsense in week zero. No. I mean, this has been production-wise for, you know, anybody who's ever been in any kind of entertainment organization where, like, there's timing involved and everything, for whatever reason, you take great joy and glee in screw-ups. Like this morning for the, the, the countdown to countdown or road, whatever the hell they call that, they were too close to the DJ. So you couldn't hear anything they were saying. It was hysterical. <laughs> And you just see the frustration building, uh, David Pollock and everybody. And then, you know, this one, there's been a lot of mistakes. My favorite moment so far, I'm pretty sure Kirk Herbstreet said, oh, shit. I'm pretty sure they were doing this thing where they were reeling through all the quarterbacks. Like, where are they now? Because of the transfer portal. And it does point out how ridiculous the transfer portal is. They, I, I agree that you should have options. Coaches have options. The kids should have options. But come on. Like there were guys who were like, oh, he's here and now he's here and he's here. But they were going through and like Herb Street was bragging about how good he was at it. And all of a sudden it flipped and he goes, Stop. There's Tommy DeVito in his Syracuse Orange jersey. And he goes, Oh shit. And <laughs> like, but and, they, like, and I, at first I thought I didn't like I was I missed. Like I was like, I, I thought I heard that I didn't. At the end, he goes, I might have got a little too excited there or something. So like your boy Tommy DeVito is such an, a, an enigma. That Herb Street, like the the foremost voice in college football, doesn't know where he is to the point where he lost his composure and swore on TV. And Herbie, he's played twice already this season. He already has had two games under his belt for the Illinois Fight in Illini. That is a great segment, though. Spinning the wheel oh. and trying to find. They, used to, they crushed Charles Barkley with that every season in uh, NBA on TNT. And they yeah. go, where does he play now? And Barkley just whiffs every single season. Yeah, the production has been weird. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> You know, speaking of that transfer portal, I didn't like one of the graphics they had about a quarterback. I believe he's at Cincinnati. I think his name's Ben Barrett. That he ben played Ryder. at Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. Played at Cincinnati, left, then came back. Yeah. How pissed I'd be if I was one of his teammates. Like, yeah. hey, uh, I know you didn't play here, so you just basically quit the team, and now we're going to let you back up. That should not be allowed. Like, by your own teammates. I know that uh, Hayner at Fresno State, there was a rumor he was going to do that, too, but he stayed at Fresno State. Let's not let guys go back to schools because their teammates would probably despise them for basically quitting on them and be like, I don't give a shit about you guys. I just care about myself. Like, that's the ultimate sign of it when you go back to a school. I But they kind of they kind of likened it to um, to being sent to the minors in baseball. That's what they like. And if I kind of I kind of don't hate it if that's the thing. Like, like if you're 
you're at Syracuse. You're the backup. You know you're not going to get any snaps. You know, Coach Gattuso at Albany calls you up. You, or, well, obviously, you can't call. You call him. You say, I'm going to the transfer portal. Can I come to Albany? You come to Albany. You hone your skills for a year. You know, you win the FCS title. Syracuse calls you back and says, hey, you want to come back up or whatever. Like, I, I kind of – I kind, I'm kind of okay with that. Like, I really am. I'm not. Maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's the rule I need. Maybe I need to be that you can only transfer back after you transfer out of your school. That's the only school you can transfer to afterwards is back to the school you left. And while you're coming back, the shame, shame. The bells are ringing when yeah. you're going through campus. the hot chick from yeah. Ted Lasso's behind you with a bell saying shame. Same chick. Check it out. It's a true story. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um. The the owner of the team and the the shame chick are the same woman. Oh, I gotta look that up. I did not realize that. She's a very attractive lady. In in Ted Lasso, yes. In that she's not. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's a nun. You know, I'm not <laughs> yeah, no. she go to Catholic school? What, what is that? What's up with Salve, man? <laughs> uh speaking of wonderful people, let's talk about Johnstone Supply in Troy. If yeah, buddy. Fall with the weather changing, the fall is definitely here when football is back, and that means changes are coming to your home. Wherever you are in the capital region, if you're watching us and listening to the show, if you're in upstate New York, you're making the drive. These are people that can help you when you're having those adjustments to your home. Give them a call today, 518-272-5922. George and his friendly staff will help you find exactly what you're looking for. Uh, from George, I've been calling him Fish, by the way. Now he wants to go by Bird. Whoever what? he is, Kev, Fish, Bird, sheep lamb anyways uh the staff there will help you 518-272-5922 upgrade your heating system as that weather slowly gets colder and colder across upstate new york johnstone supply and has been helping people for decades now they can help you visit their location we've been there before sixth avenue and troy for more information on how they can help you this fall the proper changes the filters the heating all that stuff is happening johnstone supply and troy one more time for the number 518-272-5922 Make sure you leave a nice comment on their Facebook page saying how much you appreciate all the great work they've done and being partners with us. Johnstone Supply, Troy and Wine. That's Johnstone Supply in Troy. Very cool. And if you're watching, uh, some putting in eye drops, we'll explain that uh, coming up on the show. Um, I got to do this one. So uh, Cindy Lou Martin Gentile oh. it says, yay. Um, I think, Cindy, you have to keep all your names. So Cindy Lou Lucas Martin Cindy Lou like I, I think he needs to keep going. Uh, Cindy did get to officially wed. I got to oh, congratulate congrats. her at the game, hey. but uh, it was the first time we can congratulate her here on Levac and Gaz. Um, you know, it was she had been with her with, with <laughs> for so long. I thought they were married, but now they're officially married. So congratulations. Uh, no word on if they went to Lily and David for the rings. I will find that out later. I did see a Lily and David commercial today though on the stream. We'll talk about that, I guess, but. I saw it. I was like, I was like, that was a good commercial too. Um, yeah. So the playoffs are here, K- kind of, <laughs> K- kind of. Uh, Twelve teams. I am thrilled. I am thrilled. So I, I don't understand all of it yet. I'm still like, I think, I think I'm jet lagged, and I'm already planning my next trip down to Georgia. So like, I'm trying to trying to wrap my brain around like simple math. So it's a twelve team playoff. The six conference champions and then six at large. Correct. So the six highest, as they've phrased it, the six highest rankings conference champions. So you got the power five by 2026. Let's know if uh, things could change, right? Yeah. But we'll just assume under the 
thought it's ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, and SEC. So that'd be and a then, five. And then what, the MAC or something? Like, that's potentially the, the six. Whoever the right, six the group others. of five, whether it's the American, the Mac, the Mountain West, some variation of that. So that's why they want to clarify. Like, let's say, for instance, we'll use Cincinnati. That's an easy example here. Uh, Cincinnati's the highest ranking conference champion of that group of five. So they'd get the auto bid into it. And then the six at large, uh, it's probably going to be a lot of SEC teams and a lot of Big Ten teams yeah. filling that out. Yeah. But but that's the thing, too, though. Like, with with that additional six – if we don't like if if you had a um you know a central florida that's that's lighting up the world or you had uh you know i don't know bowling green utah back in the yeah. day bowling green whoever yeah, yeah. So, some team that's just having this like miraculous amazing undefeated season and you leave them out of that six possibly seven if you think about it cuz you know if they're not the the conference winner but they're still a great team cuz sometimes that happens then then there's that's when you start looking at these things and going, okay, the people in charge don't belong in charge anymore. Like the people in charge need to be removed because now you've had the easiest way to get this right. And you're still not getting it right. I like 12. I do. I can't, I want to hear all the details. I, I guarantee all the details aren't even solid yet. And that's why we got to wait, but I, I I'm happy it's happening. I would have liked it. If it was eight, I would have liked it. If it was 12, I would have liked it. If it was 16. I'm glad it's expanding. Because there's a few things that, that's happened here with the college football playoff. I like uh, DR's I comment. I think if it went to 64, Syracuse might get in. <laughs> yeah, I'll dig it. We're in the dance, baby. Woo! Give it a chance. <laughs> uh, and DR left this comment yesterday to me. He's like, oh, it's about money? What? <laughs> I never knew. Because that was the quote coming out from Pete Thamel from ESPN and others. Like, the college football playoff committee has decided there's too much money on the table, too much money to be made. <gasps> what? Right. I couldn't believe right. it. And, now, and by the way, by the way, we can't even like that can't even be a dirty word anymore because the players are getting paid now. So don't even like like all the people are like, where's the integrity of the money? It's like, well, this is more money for the freaking players. Let's go. That's exactly it, right? Like I would have had a little bit of an issue if you're going to extend the season and these guys were still just on scholarship. But now that the NILs out there, now that you know offensive linemen who have never played before are making twenty thousand dollars. Now that you've got quarterbacks who have never played a second making a million bucks. Life has changed. So the players who have the potential to play in the college football playoff, they're going to be just fine. Some will have a bigger stage to go pro. Some will have the NIL. So I'm glad for that expansion. But I've said this to you before, even as a college football fan, we have to admit the four-team playoff has kind of sucked. Like it hasn't been great. The idea of, you know, teams battling for that fourth spot has been cool. It's been a fun storyline to watch. But since it's launched a few years ago, the games in the semis in particular have on average been three touchdown blowouts. Yeah. On average, three touchdown blowouts. And hell, uh, I know they made a ton of money. Look, they've had the ratings have been great, except for the year they tried it on New Year's Eve where it bombed. But they saw the money they made. Even when the game sucked, they were making a lot of money. And now they're like, I can make more? Yeah, sign me up. So it's good for college football. It's going to be one of these things, back like 20 years from now, 30 years from now, like I'm talking in the past. Younger college fans are going to be like, Wait a second. You guys just picked a mythical national champion? Yeah. Wait, you had right, computers right. decide who was one? And, why was this right. never a thing ever before? It's going to be so standard. We're like, yeah, this should have always been what it was. Well, and you know, the, the interesting thing is, I feel like this gives us a better chance at actual parity in college football. Because if you're, if you're a you know, five-star and you want to play for a national championship, you have to go 
to Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. Like you, you can't like maybe it was Clemson for a little while, but I don't even know if Clemson's on the list. Like the guaranteed trip to a national championship during your three to four year stay in college, you have to go to Alabama, Ohio State. Like those are the ones you had to go to. Now you know Michigan's been looking better. Hey, Michigan's. You try to tell me Michigan's not one of the top twelve schools. You know, if you're a Syracuse fan and you're sitting there going, "Look, man, maybe I maybe I can't guarantee that I'm going to get playing time at Bama. I'm going to be able to play at Cuse." And we're you trying to tell me we can't be a top twelve team? Like, I I think it's I think it's going to give schools outside of those guaranteed big ticket schools a chance to to you know bring people in and go, "Hey, do you want to play right now? You want to do something special?" Do you want to be that 12 to the first ever 12 team to beat the one? I love the idea that that opening round is going to be on campus too. So uh, we'll just pick a school like Old Miss, right? Let's say Old Miss has a pretty good year out of nowhere. Can you imagine the crowd for a playoff game at a spot like that? Like these traditional cities, uh, you know, Ann Arbor, Columbus, Alabama, Alabama might get a buy most of the years, but Having those playoff games in the home crowd, that feel is going to be like truly nothing we've ever seen before as college fans. Having a playoff game in a home packed stadium, oh, it's going to be so cool to watch. If 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 Virginia Tech ever gets good again, which Old Dominion the band beat them last night, um, can you imagine Landers Sandman hits during that? Oh, that's that's a wow, wow. And then I mean, shoot, Michigan hail the victors, baby. You're already the one of the craziest locations of all of all time, all places, and now all of a sudden it's you know you're lining up against USC in a playoff game. Oh, dude, I cannot wait. Uh, I cannot believe I'm going to say this on a Saturday morning. Is Corey and Greenwich right? No, love it, but it's stupid. We have to wait till 2026. Let's make it happen in 2024. Well, he's even mad about like if waiting even to 24. So like 24, it could happen as early as 24, as late, but it has to happen by 26. So he's like, it needs to happen right now. And, and look, I would love that, but I'd rather I got it right. I would love if they actually showed us they were trying to make it happen in 24. If they actually get it done and it happens in 24, I'm thrilled. You know, if we wait all the way to 26, okay, you guys didn't have a plan and it's obvious and you suck. And you lied to us, and what else is new? Here we go. But whatever they do, it it should be. I want the bugs ironed out. Like I, I don't, I don't want to go into year one going like. Obviously, there's always gonna be a fan base. You know, let, let's say Michigan and Syracuse are up for that twelfth spot, and Syracuse gets it. Well, I'm gonna be like, well, this is stupid. They screwed up. Why the hell should Syracuse have it? They screwed Michigan, and vice versa. You know, Michigan gets it. Oh, it's stupid. Syracuse, whatever. So there's always gonna be a fan base that's gonna be pissed. But if it's only that one or two that get left out that were arguably a bubble team, well, then you did your job. But if the entire country, even like like if a like if an Ohio State fan looks over and goes, how the hell did you leave Michigan out? I mean, I'm glad they're not there, but how did you leave them out? Then we got a problem. Then you still didn't get it right. It feels different than like soon. March Madness does it all the time, right? Like people complain about Team 69, nice, and Team uh, 70 get left, getting left out. But it's almost felt like the same thing the last 15 years where Dick Vitale yells about the little guy getting screwed and Jay Billis says, knock it off. If you want the best 68, get rid of auto bids. And we've done that so many times. I don't know if there's going to be the backlash of Team 13. Like, how could you not put us in? If anything, it's going to be what you started with that. um, We'll do Cincinnati again. 
let's say Cincinnati is the best team in the American and they get to the conference championship game and they get upset by like a South Florida. Now South Florida is the champion and Cincinnati's right. like, we just went 11 and one and we're out of the tournament. The right. little guy is going to complain. But the problem with that and this part sucks. And you mentioned parody as a college football fan. We're all college football fans. I would love there to be more parody. Somebody's got to step over the top and do it. Like, since he got smacked last year, it was over fast. I wish right. that game would have been competitive so we could make the claim like, hey, these smaller schools, however you want to phrase that, conference-wise, can hang with the big dogs. Old Dominion was awesome last night. I We need more of it. You know, we, March Madness gives us that. College football, we got to have some moments where a team makes a run like that. But, but the thing is, one of the reasons that Notre Dame was a power for as long as they were is they had an exclusive TV contract. So you knew every Saturday you were going to see Notre Dame. Like you knew. So people who wanted to be on TV went to Notre Dame. And who, like, if you're trying to get drafted, who doesn't want to be on TV? So the point is you have to be visible for a long time. Cincinnati getting whacked sucked because it wasn't entertaining for a bunch of us who had money on them. But, like, if you, but if you're a recruit, you look at that and, like, the, you know, the, the blemishes go away. And it's, hey, this is a Cincinnati team that has been on the verge, on the verge, made the playoffs, and now could do it again. You know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're somebody who's trying to get there, you you need you need to go you need to go get your ass banked once in a while at Cincinnati, you know, maybe two, three years to know that, like, so people know, okay, they're not going away. Maybe I'm the piece that gets them over the top. Maybe I'm the one who gets it done. That's what, what are- that's what I think. What a bragging right that would be, too, if you're the one who makes it happen. Right. So your own legacy carved out like that would be so cool. Yeah. I mean, like, you think about it. Like, go basketball. College basketball. Greatest upset all time. We've still got Jimmy V. Like, like, like everybody, like, it doesn't matter, you know, what you're talking about. People start talking about, you know, Jimmy V. Like, it's, you're immortal if you're the one who gets it done. I know it's not a playoff game, but that type of storyline is hanging over one of our teams here in upstate New York. Before we talk about you, Albany and Baylor, let's talk about Lillian David Fine yes. Jewelers, Route 50, the shops of Wilton. Levesque, I feel like I should get out of the way on this because you teased a little bit of Lillian David some love somewhere else on another medium. I was watching uh, the ESPN app on the big screen, and I see this like really like beautiful ring pop up on the screen. They start talking about it and everything. And then what do I hear? The beautiful voice of Alyssa and I hear like it's explaining where they are you know the, the shops of Wilton exit 15 uh you know whatever you need I was I was just like let's get it good for them like she, they went from having to deal with you know you as a spokesperson to now <laughs> the person who should be the spokesperson Alyssa on TV during college game day like I almost felt like there should have been the like the the conversation of you and I in the past where I would tell you go buy your wife a gift from Lillian David, and then every time she tries to interrupt you during football, point at her finger, point at her earrings, and just be like, "That's hush money, hush." But you know, you know. But still, if that's why it's got to be why it's in there. It's why she's on ESPN. She knows. She knows, guys. Guys, we're dumb, but we're not stupid. Okay, we know that if we go get you an amazing, amazing gift, whether it be an engagement ring or the buy one get one wedding bands at Lillian David Fine Jewelers, you're gonna shut up and let us watch football. That's right. The stream is on. Alyssa knows where exactly where she's going with it. Football season, as Levac just pointed That's out. That's why Sydney want... bought her husband a ring. So he would right. shut up and let her watch football. 
<laughs> if you want hours in front of the television, this is the moment you cash in. If you want out of apple picking, it's Lillian David Fine Jewelers, Route 50, Shops of Will. And when you stop in, tell me you saw it on Levac and Goss, but also ESPN, and you love those guys. <laughs> I um, I was thinking about like how different our day to day is now versus the the actual like radio days. Like, I feel like when I was on radio, I was I was friendly with you Albany head coach Greg Gattuso, but I still felt like there was a part of him was just like leave me alone, radio boy. Now that I'm doing all this other stuff, like we have like he'll he'll send me a good luck text before every game. I sent him one this morning before Baylor. You know, it's it's a it's a real friendship. I feel like there's you, you don't become a real boy until you leave radio. I feel like I feel like even though I would love to do radio again because it was it was you know you know minus corporate greed it was the best job I've ever had, um, you know, and you know it's cheap fucks, but it was it was good. Um, and I'm not a writer. I have ADD and, and fucking dyslexic, but made me write. But you know, but aside from that, all those things, um, it was a great job. But now. I want, I want to go back, though, a little bit. Do you feel like, and this maybe is a whole new world, Aladdin reference there, uh, about tr- like people taking their guard down a little bit? Because like when you're in a so. traditional media format, like TV, radio, writers, there's a guard up from coaches and players like, okay, I know what their job is. They got to get a quote. They got to get a headline. They got to get something to talk. And that's not a personal thing. Like any coach or player or person who has a microphone in front of their face feels like that. It feels like, I think that goes for the whole podcast world. Where this is just yeah. a different form where like people seem to be opening up a lot more and they were like, I'll just say what I want on here because this is the show and they're not going to use this a week from now. They're just going to use it right now. That Okay, so now that Coach has opened up a little bit more, it feels like, in your relationship with him than ever before, you got any juice? You got any juice on Waco, Texas? You got any behind the scenes? Now let's abuse that relationship <laughs> and use it for content now on our college I know his whole show. family went down. I know the whole oh, family went down. Um but I mean, anybody who's got a Facebook probably knows that. But um, no, like this is this is you know how these games work, right? So Baylor gives you Albany money to come down and play half and a million dollars. Uh, half a million dollars. It, see, now here's the deal: I feel like you Albany should ask for more because Baylor's the tenth ranked team in the country. Their offense is allegedly going to be lights out. And you Albany's defense is always solid. They always they always play good defense. I mean, sometimes you'll see jackasses on online try to like ignore what they see on the field because they don't watch games, they don't understand film, and just see some bad stats late in the game against a big team and think they're not that good. But the bottom line is that that you know Catuso's D lines are always are always special in my opinion, especially at this level. So the one thing that he could be best at. When you had, you know, you had a four quarterback challenge going into the season, all stuff, you would think it would be defense. I don't know if it matters who gets Baylor first. Baylor might throw 60, 70 on the board. So you Albany show some guts going down there and getting this game. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about with Cincinnati, you know, getting waxed in the playoffs. You're you Albany, you're now a marquee game on opening week against Baylor. I don't love the chances of the 41 and a half point underdog Great Danes, but it is a trap game. Purple fam, you know, BYU, uh, you know, up ahead. Maybe Baylor's looking ahead at BYU going, hey, we're an underdog to a toward the 25th ranked team. You know, they're, they're a one and a half point underdog at BYU next week. They should watch that. They should think about that all game. 
I I think it's a great game. I just like I think they probably should ask for seven fifty. You know, seven fifty thousand. Really going to say no? That's exactly yeah. right. We had to fly from New York to Texas. Yeah. You know how tough a flight that is from Albany to Waco? Right. Right. Who wants to go to Waco, Texas? Come on now. It's hot down there. Campus Coach, is, is historically unsafe. I don't know. I don't know. Coach Catuso was talking about the Texas heat, too. He's like, yeah, it's a little yeah. different heat down here. It's a little different. Uh, Baylor's, yeah, Baylor's history of football. I remember it was 25 years ago where it was Baylor, Rutgers, and Duke were so bad. Like it was like Baylor, Rutgers, Duke were the worst, and then it was everybody else in college football. And then Art Bryles got Baylor football to be good, and then as Stu Gantz likes to say, Art Bryles burn in hell after <laughs> everything that happened there. And then Matt Rule took the job over where it was in shambles, and Matt Rule made Baylor good again. And now they've got a different regime running the team, and everything else is different. The shots I saw of the Baylor Stadium look sick, and I know that's been up yeah. for a few years now. The statue of RG3 outside. It is a cool place to watch football in Texas. And Baylor, to their credit, can recruit. Like, Texas yeah. is a pipeline. And you could say they've out-recruited Texas. <laughs> to their Texas credit, Tech. they can recruit. They walked out front and went, hey, who likes football? It's Texas. There was, like, and like 15 freaking four stars walked out. Oh, play football for you. Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> Legally or illegally. I didn't add that part right. in either. Right. <laughs> Just right. like that out. Uh, for you, Albany, though, the half a million, the 750000 whatever they should have got at this, uh, the college game day, back to that, in the bottom right corner, 7 o'clock kickoff, yeah. it said Albany versus Baylor. You want to talk yeah. about promotion for a program on a national Exclusive stage. On, it's on right now. Exclusive on ESPN Plus. Albany at Baylor tonight, 7 Eastern time. It's, it's so, been up there all day. Amazing. To have that yeah. type of uh, the, the plug on a national stage, I believe, and I could be wrong about this, if they're putting a Big 12 crew on it, RG3 might be on the call for that game on the TV side. Uh, for the, uh, I, I also this, feel like there's a chance that it it's they pigeonhole it per market. They could. That's possible. I but I do the, think it's out side. there. Yeah. L- let's talk about the local connection here because I don't think you and I brought this up on air. And maybe this is just too inside baseball radio. But uh, our former people over on the radio side that that game's airing here locally in the capital region. So Roger Wyland's on the call. And one of our former interns, Michael Johnson Jr., is on the call. So if you don't know MJ, he's going by now. He's like 24 years old, 23 years old. But I just thought about his life for a second here. And like, I want you to put yourself in his shoes right now. You um, just got on a flight. You just got on a flight and you're 24 years old to Waco, Texas. You got there on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. The game's on a Saturday. I mm-hmm. believe you're single. Could you imagine how trashed we would have got on that Thursday night? Oh. I'm going to get drunk today just in his honor. Just because. I just thought of that kid. I'm like, look, you got nothing to do till Saturday. Obviously, they didn't want to put a show on the air, but that's their decision. Whatever. Uh, They could have actually had a show in 2020. Shows aren't aren't important. Yeah. But if I was his age, if I was 24 years old, calling a game on a Saturday, a top 10 team in the country in Texas, I would have partied and told Roger, I'll see you Saturday. I, Are you kidding? I, I'm I not going to practice you Friday. You go out with Roger me? first and get him to pick up the tab. Then, yes. <laughs> then you bail on Roger once the tab has been paid. So someone find MJ, shoot him a tweet or something. Be like, you better have partied like you will never party before with that setup out there. How great would it be if like he got so drunk and passed out somewhere and like he's they, they go to like a camera shot of him for you, Albany, and he's got D-bag across his forehead and a <laughs> penis drawn on his chin. And everyone's Brian's like, what the hell here. happened to you? I, I fell asleep in a, in a bar in Waco. Well, I don't know. That sounds, that sounds like a movie. Fell asleep in a bar in Waco. Yeah. The, the sequel to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. 
Fear and Loathing in Waco, Waco Texas. It's, it's the, right. the MJ story. No, it, uh, it, he, that is that is that is pretty big that he gets he gets to do that and good for him. You know he's he's a he's a good kid, works hard. Good for him. Good catch, Tommy Gross. RG three is at the Michigan game. He's probably moved to the national crew because he's he's very wearing a yellow tie like a, like a Michigan. Get out of here! Cat's eating my freaking headphone. Is off. that Get. is that Big Trust or is that the uh, Drogon Drogon Alley from Harry Potter? No, that's Dagon Alley. Oh, uh, I knew that. Come here. No, see, this is the new oh, guy. God, it's Drogon's music. This is the new guy, and he, he, no, no microphone, please. No, he, <laughs> he just came home last night, and Big Trust hates him. Uh-oh. Hates him with a passion. Makes noises. Breath stinks up the room. Hiding. Get out of my wires. Ow! He's not just getting me. <laughs> Drogon is a. Uh, where did you find Drogon? Uh, animal lovers so with the empire we did a um so part of the deal we had with standard our season our presenting sponsor was they were like we want you guys to do um, a handful of community events so a couple of our season ticket holders worked for animal lovers which is a great organization that helps find homes for for uh stray cats and stuff went and did it and i was uh, i was told about this guy and now he's part of the family and he's evil he pounced on my face at 6 30 this morning and wakes me up. But he purrs when he does it, so you feel bad. You don't want to yell at him. You don't want to, oh. you don't want to yell at him. Um, RG3 is at the Michigan game, but he's wearing a gold tie. I don't like it. I don't feel like he should. I don't, I, he might be a Baylor yellow or something. Who knows? Look Benny Wednesday said it'd be cool if you Albany beat Baylor. It would be would cool, it, Ben. Would it be cool, huh? I mean, that's that's the, that's the hot take you got for me there, Benny. If a, if a 41 and a half point underdog from our hometown. Stepped up and took out the Baylor Bears. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool, huh? Oh, you know, it'd be cool. It'd be cool if I won a lottery. It'd be 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 cool if a bus of uh, models broke down in my driveway and they all came inside and never moved out. Be cool, Benny, would it? Yeah, would be cool. Always bringing the hot takes. There's always a chance. No, there's not, Ben. Stop no, it. He's not. not. Our guy, are we, are my phone's lighting up here with some comments here, not on the social side, but our guy Boston Dan wrote in, 99% chance for Baylor to win. Does somebody know something we don't know? Yeah, where's the point one? What, I mean, like, I, I look at I'm, I'm not. Yeah. We're not trashing not UAlbany. The, the problem, here's the problem with UAlbany and the Baylor matchup. If you oh compared UAlbany 2021 to UAlbany 2019, you and I were on the sidelines for every home game for the 2019 team. The Arguably the greatest UAlbany football team in program history. No yeah. team's gone farther in the playoffs. Uh, top-tier offense with Jeff Undercuffler, who's playing in the MAC now. He transferred. Where's uh, he? Oh, I believe he's at Akron. Akron, I think he's at, yeah. Well, that's a big step up. You had EV Token Hanks, a young Carl Mofor. You had a really, really good team. Eli Menser on the defensive line. Yes, Menser as well. You had UAlbany football is now playing their third season of football in 19 months. Yeah. And the offense was really bad last year. Like, there's no other way to put it. The offense, everything from under comfort, under pressure, the offensive line struggled. A lot of teams blitzed. The wide receivers weren't. The offense just could not move. They've made changes on the offensive staff. The offensive coordinator no longer there. And we, we both liked him a lot. So that's it. The offense. And look, it was a four quarterback competition in practice. And whoever it was, it didn't matter who the quarterback was going to be under center. They could bail it. Like, if the kid goes out and struggles, I believe his name's Ross uh, Ross P. I'm going to call him. 
Poffenberger, I believe is what it is. And someone can yell at me if I got that wrong. Poffenbarger, I think. Poffenbarger, yes. I believe is Look, what it is. He, he's going to struggle. If he lights it up, God bless him. Awesome. You have a great game against Baylor. But everything's got to get fixed on the offense, and it's hard to fix it against a team that may, might make the college football playoff. Yeah, and but again, it's not uh, – it, it's, it's one of those situations where you learn a lot. Like you, you're you're getting paid to 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 measure yourself against the biggest kid in the schoolyard, and win, lose or draw, most likely lose or draw, you you gain some respect around the country. You you gain, you know. Let's say they let's let, let's tell tell me the number of times you've seen a team in this scenario, they could lose by twenty, and we're gonna be like, holy crap those guys are awesome you albany's gonna be smacking bitches this year and like that you, you lose by 20 you're not supposed to be nobody's supposed to be thrilled you're a 41 and a half point underdog you flew to texas to play them you had a four quarterback i thought it was five at some point to be honest with you you had a four quarterback competition in your offseason because the the guy who you thought was going to be your stud this year took off he hopped in his t-top camaro and burned rubber down the road how dare he? I don't deal well with being left. Um, it's just, yeah, you, they they don't need to win this game to win this game. They need to look good in this game. They need to show that they can hang with a team like Baylor for, what, two quarters? Yep. Is it one? Like, I mean, it, like, and I know that, like, if in the off chance that Gattuso ever hears this, he's going to be like, screw you, Jeff. I want to win. But at the same time, afterwards, you look at it and you go realistically, like, Okay, our pass rush got to the quarterback once. Our secondary was able to hang. Our quarterback actually looked decent. His completion percentage was higher than we expected. Offensive line was okay until late in the game. Like, because if you can if you can hold your own against number ten Baylor, oh, I don't I don't feel good about what's going to happen to the rest of the on the, the SDS. I don't know what yes. I'm saying. And you know what the expectation is. Uh, I know I feel like I'm referencing the greatest team in school history again, and that should be the high expectation, but I feel like that is the goal for coach Catuso and his staff and his players to be a year in and year out contender for the playoffs. When you're playing in the best conference at the FCS level and you see CAA competition, I think that goes all the way to Mark Benson, the AD. like they expect you Albany football to be a national contender for a playoff spot. And that's the goal. Like when you're going to get play against the best in the competition, the goal every season is to make the playoffs and see what happens. And I don't think that's out of question, even though it's been, a, they've been three and 13, their last 16 games, but a lot of those, some of those games are on possession and the offense is going to be different. So I do think it's kind of cool too. Like one of the top stories on the, uh, the football, like the college football page at uh, ESPN is about Jared verse going to Florida state, Florida state, right? Yeah. I mean, undersized tight end coming out of high school. And now he's, you know, he gets to go up and play D D line at uh, Florida state. I mean, that's pretty as, look, give me, give me another, give me, a, give me another reason why Catuso has turned this, this, this. You, you played Syracuse, Pitt. You, you're playing Baylor. You had that the the team that went, you know, won a playoff game, and now you got guys who are transferring up to, you know, Power Five schools. Like that's how much more do you need? Like to just the guy is turning this program into something special. Perfect segue, by the way. He went to Florida State because of how well he played against the Orange. 
Uh, I know you're almost at nausea with this conversation of Sean Tucker in 44 before we talk about Syracuse and Louisville. Uh, Sean Tucker, for those who don't remember last fall, Levesque had to listen to me go like, ah, I don't think he's that good. Eh, he's getting too many carries. All right, he's running up against bad teams too. You know, they should probably consider unretiring 44 for this kid. You've seen me take yeah. the full <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah. And now locally here in central New York, uh, the story this week was why aren't they letting Tucker wear 44? And oh John Wildhead had to come out and say, guys, we asked him if he wanted to wear it. He said he doesn't want to wear it. He wants to wear 34 and build his own legacy. So uh, that conversation of unretiring a number is probably, hopefully this is the last time we'll do this. No, no, but... no, no. People are stupid. Uh-oh. That's why, like, like you can't. Like I get it, the Yankees, my favorite team, they retire numbers, and and other teams retire. It has to be the most exclusive of high holy reasons to retire a number, and then once you do, it's gone, it's retired. I don't want a Brett Favre of retired numbers. I don't like it. Once it goes to the rafters, that's where it stays. That's the end of it. That's why. I don't want to retire any numbers as a team president or team owner. I don't want to retire any of them. Like I want to honor you. I want to put a plaque up when you do something really special, but I don't want, I don't want, no, no. Cause, cause this is what you deal with. These freaking idiots who are like, well, let's give him 44. No, no, you don't give him 44. No, let him wear 34. Let him wear 42. Let him, let him wear four. What? It's a retired number for a reason. It feels so weird because I've I've always stood fast in that too. Like, don't unretire forty four. At least get to a bowl game. At least be a conference contender. But the majority is now screaming that it's a recruiting tool. I want to go to USC because it's happening this year. Like, I, I'm totally with you on this. I would say Sean Tucker, awesome. Create your own legacy. Let kids wear thirty four. You got some NIL money coming in now. Like, you do your own thing. Good for you. That's really cool. Out of USC this year, Jordan Addison played at Pitt. He was the number one wide receiver in the country. USC paid him a lot. Let's be real. They paid him a lot to come out to USC. And he said, I'm coming, but I want to wear three. And they were like, well, three's retired. Carson Palmer won the Heisman Trophy. So Addison called Carson Palmer, and they have unretired three for Addison. But what spot does that put Carson Palmer in? Right. What what does he say no? Is he a a jackass or not? He doesn't care about the team. It's, It's Carson me Palmer. Like no, that's yeah, your guy Carson Palmer. That's right, Raider legend. I, I yeah, and like I, I listen. He got screwed too. I mean, he he tried to come play for a crazy person who had to actually jump in a river. But like you, you you nailed it. Like can you imagine it gets out? He says no, and the kid ends up being a friggin' stud. And it's like, well, he would have been at USC, but Carson Palmer said no to to re- unretiring the three. Yeah, what a conceited a-hole, Carson Palmer. He thinks he's so good. What do you like win the Heisman? Now we gotta yeah, yeah. all those things happen, yeah. man. Like he was that good. Yeah, you that was the highest paid team you had, and it was it was a good team. Leave it alone. <laughs> Next thing you do is give Reggie Bush's Heisman back. They actually should do that. They really should. Unless they, they should. unless that affects me getting my vote, then I'll agree with whatever the Heisman trophy to say. <laughs> You have always, back, also, you, you have your vote back, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They're very good-looking people, the Heisman, by the way. They, I've seen yeah. them working out. They're doing a great job. Uh, just Syracuse, Louisville. Levesque, I don't like this line. I know we can't bet on New York teams in New York. This was a three-and-a-half-point game, and I've been telling you, like, you know, I think Syracuse can win. I think outright, like, the Orange are going to do this, even though they yeah. got smacked they're not, they're not by Lamar Jackson, smacked by Malik Cunningham. 
Yeah. Uh, the line has now moved to five, and I feel yeah. far less confident about this game than I did on Tuesday because uh, the money. Syrac- yeah, Syracuse, there you go. Follow the money, and Syracuse is not being able to show that they can defend mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, and who's your, who's your quarterback now? Garrett Schrader. You might not think he's the same person because he had the huge beard. He trimmed his beard. He trimmed his hair. I guess he's doing mechanic work on the side now. Uh, Tommy DeVito is no longer there. So, yeah, the Mississippi State former transfer has decided to have a whole new look this season physically. So it doesn't even look like the same kid anymore. Yeah, I, I don't love your chances. I don't. The Lou usually slaps the orange. That's Is, there, is Syracuse and New Albany's expectations the same this season? Like, just get to the postseason. For Syracuse, it'd be a bowl game. For New Albany, it'd be the FCS playoffs. Look, the Syracuse offense scouting reports easy. Just give the ball to Tucker as much as you can. See how far this kid can go this season, but it feels like both. You. Yeah, both teams have the same expectations. Just postseason play. I, I know that's probably too low for some circumstances, but that's realistic. But I, I think it's, I think it means more for you Albany than for Cuse because for you Albany, you get to the playoffs, you could punch your ticket to a championship. Like it's a, you're in the playoffs right away. I think for Cuse, it's got to be a bigger bowl. You know, not just the, not just the. What is the one you usually go to the Camping World? That's right, Camby World Bowl, Pinstripe Bowl, Yankee Stadium. The Pinstripe years, Bowl, I think, counts. I think, you, I think, yeah. you, if you if you got to play at Yankee Stadium, I think that counts. I think that's a win. But I think like just some random, you know, the friggin' Barstool Potty Five Hundred, you know, whatever bowl like that that doesn't that doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I get what you're saying. The Gas Perilla Bowl and christmas eve in detroit yeah. no one's thrilled about the, that right the, the i'm mean, like like literally the you know camping coffee mug bowl it's like wait what it's just we make uh we make coffee mugs they're good for camping we had a good year so we have a bowl game oh great right what did it used to be uh the uh toilet tic tac bowl the the company that makes those blue uh toilet things that keep your toilet from smelling like it's it's great sponsored by godzilla media coming this fall uh, by the way, the Orange have one stretch this season where they have four straight games. One's against Clemson, NC State, Pittsburgh, and Notre Dame. Okay. It's pretty tough. Maybe yeah, you don't have a great season. schedule. It's not good no. for you. But again, you, you you go out there and you win this one. You exercise the demons against Louisville because it does feel like it does feel like the Lou has your number. You go exercise the demons. Who knows? You know, who, who knows? You, you go win this game, last second field goal or something. You know, get get hot, keep rolling. You never, you never, never know. Let's go orange, baby. Uh, any other games jumping out to you? I know it's a packed, packed week one. We'll get to our picks a little bit later. Thanks to our friends at DraftKings. Uh, we still got Q&A to end the day. So if you're watching us on YouTube, if you're watching on Twitter or Facebook, leave a comment. We will get to that in Q&A to end the day. But we've got Notre Dame versus Ohio State today. Mm. Oregon versus Georgia today. Uh, Utah versus Florida. It is a Hacked week one or any other games on the national slate jumping out to you well the notre dame ohio state one i'm excited about because when your head coach used to play for the other school and you as the players chose your head coach you better go out there and represent you better go like like that should notre dame should cover like that's all i'm saying i don't know i don't know about an outright win love to see it they should at least cover um i'm all over the place today like obviously I'm dialing on Michigan. That's a steep, steep number, though. So I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna put a lot on, on anything to go on with Michigan. But like as I'm looking around, just the the games, it's. I think it's just that they're back. 
I'm like so freaking excited yeah. to be back. But so many like lopsided the way they're set up. Like if you had told me that that North Carolina was gonna be an underdog to App State, like those, those kind of things just don't do not compute to me. What is up with that? Look, I know App State's been in the top 25 a couple of times since they jumped to FCS. I know uh, when we it was Thursday it was the anniversary of 15 years. I made sure not to say that to our pal Chad from the Iron's Edge and the Hideaway and mentioned that. <laughs> thanks, but thanks for App- North Carolina was last year talked about as a potential ACC champion, and now they're dogs to App State, which is frightening right. uh, to have that happen. Uh, going so back to Notre Dame, State. That's, uh, yeah. that's all that tells you. Yeah. I, I would too. Yeah, I would too. Uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State. This game, I feel like you can sh- – I know Alabama and Georgia are so good, but I always have the mindset of what have you done early in the season? It's a whole new fresh start to the season. That's a very coaching cliche thing to say, but it's true especially when you're evaluating teams, why not the winner of Notre Dame, Ohio State, be considered the number one team in the country? Because you're playing a top five team. Notre Dame was really good last season. I'm still bitter about them not covering the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma State, but whatever. I'll get over it at some point in the next five years. And then Ohio State, they lost to Michigan, and they were still a good team. That was my pick last year to win the national championship. So, those two teams out of the gates, if they're strong, like if the Buckeyes win by three touchdowns, why not Ohio State is the number one team in the country? Because there's a chance Notre Dame might get smoked. As cool as Marcus Freeman is, I just watched the game day piece about his whole family. Like you mentioned, he played for the Buckeyes, uh, the Air Force dad. Players love him. He could get smoked today. And we're like, yeah, Ohio State's a lot better. Same with like Oregon, <laughs> Georgia, right? Like, um, with Oregon, a team that is considered potentially a college football playoff team on the West Coast. But if Georgia just goes out and kills them, doesn't that kill the conference? Like, no one's going to take the Pac-12 series if Georgia wins by, like, four touchdowns today. Yeah, but then I think you take Georgia seriously. And that that's probably good for the rest of the season. Because I think a lot of people, like, even in the back of my brain, I was like, oh, that was nice. Georgia won. Now we'll go back to your regularly, regularly scheduled program of Alabama versus Ohio State. You know, like, like I think if Georgia goes out and looks strong early, I think that's good for, for college football as a whole. I really, really do. Same thing with Utah, Florida, too. I think that same that same take you just had for them is the same thing. It's good for Dude, the sport potentially as the whole. Have you seen all your DraftKings promos? I used to get lost in these, like, like the, the stepped-up parlays, like Michigan to win by 30-plus, Michigan over 13-and-a-half first quarter points. Colorado State under uh, half first quarter points, first half Michigan uh, by 13 and a half. Then there's um, Bobby Bones has a promo. What? Arkansas to win versus Cincinnati, Georgia minus 17 and a half over Oregon, and Bama minus 42 over Utah State. That's the how Bobby, Bobby Bones. How? Plus 480. Uh, <laughs> there's so many promos who, who is bobby bones for those who may not be familiar with mr bones he's a country music host right yeah like a radio a, morning show guy he's on american idol he hosts that show he's got promos for DraftKings. that's ridiculous you know what let's let's talk about DraftKings kings Levesque. now that you got me set off here gojo has who, a promo what does gojo have uh it's a stepped up whatever you bet it's a private boost for the uh notre dame ohio state game 
The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. And new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL game to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 518 to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 518 only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We want Hobart as well with Union and RP. Okay, that doesn't work either. <laughs> Even better. Off the board. Hey, Levesque's promo is anything because he's currently in the state of Georgia where DraftKings is not allowed. DraftKings, please get to Georgia fast. Please. I'm going to be down there a lot. Colony High much. School. Oh. It's a spread. We, we, would be, we would be underdogs at this point, I think, usually. The only game you would really – there's like North County versus South County, Shaker versus County. You'd want to bet that one. But historically, like way back, way back in my day, we were the better school. Shaker's been the better school for a while now, as far as football goes. And that's because I pay my taxes to Shaker. Um, but like that's the one you would want to bet on. Like the the, the county Albany game was always fun, but but yeah, county versus Shaker. I didn't think I was gonna mention yeah, how about Shaker football getting in this? Because I didn't think we were gonna mention they played a big game last night. Like you could argue Shaker football. I heard it. Yeah, played the biggest game in all of upstate New York. They played at Utica University, formerly known as Utica College, which has got a nice field. They played against CBA Syracuse, who won the state championship last season. And CBA Syracuse was in Class A, now have jumped to Double A. So okay. CBA got them last night, but they're a private school. And I know how Capital Region fans, there are some very passionate people who do not like when private schools play public schools. So I'm well, sure you know, it's, it's like having an NIL in uh, high school is what it's like. So, right. That's fine though. That's fine. Um, whatever. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah, it's whatever. I mean, listen, we can pay our <laughs> I'm players better. too. I think Shaker has a history of having some interesting players Recruiting? come through. Yeah, yeah. Some hoops. There's some hoop stories back in the day. Sam Perkins. Um, <clears throat> oh, it's a dry throat. But I was, I was, I was in Garnet Gold back then, so it's it different. Um, no, you I, got some. What, who do I like? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, I was going to say. I didn't know if we were going to. Did we have the spread for Shaker CBA last night? It was going to be my segue, but now no, I said it out loud. I, okay, good. I, um, good. We'll move on to week one. I legit knew a guy. I, I legit knew a guy who could get you high school friends. Oh god! And it was it was like one of those things. I'm like, dude, wait, where do these come from? He's like, oh, so and so makes them. And I was like, I don't know if I feel like better or worse, like that there isn't a national spread, or that some dude watches enough high school football that he feels confident to tell you that like Shaker's a four and a half point favorite over Troy like that that kind of stuff scares me on a, on a very high level like because you don't know if little Johnny's acne medication didn't come through and he has a shitty game or if uh if, if Billy uh his braces are hurting him during the game and they're making spreads they're making spreads for the games someone That's wrote insane. something mean about TikTok kids not uh, feeling well yeah 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 I mean he's you know Jenny 
checked no when he sent her the note that said, will you be my girlfriend? Yes or no. <laughs> ruined his whole day. Everything's ruined. Everything's ruined. Ruined. Uh, I'm going to go first, Levesque. I'm cutting you in line for my wagers. Do it. I'm going to go nice and slow here. Uh, first game I like. Here's my best bets on betting week one action in college football. A lot of people don't like this idea. I like betting against the brands. Like if you've got a big school, a known because look, it's hard to know all the players that fast at the start of the season because we just know them as four and four five star recruits. Now I say all that and I lead off with betting against the brand and for a brand because the game is too big. Ohio State and Notre Dame. Ohio State, I got them with the points. Seventeen is what it's been flirting with a little bit. Uh, I'm going to stick with that seventeen number if you can still get it. Here's the thing with Notre Dame, and I love this stat. Bear Felica had it. Notre Dame is zero in eleven. In their last 11 games against teams in the top five in the country. So I, I would like take Dame Ohio now, so. State. Oh, you like Notre Dame. All right. I do, but it's not my pick. My pick is the over, over 59. That's my pick for that game. I like how I, I acted I, like I was surprised when you were wearing a Michigan hat that you were picking against Ohio I State. I hate Notre Dame, too. I just hate Ohio State more. No, I, I think I think you're going to see. I think this is a, Notre, this is a different Notre Dame team. I, I think Marcus Freeman's got them, you know, to steal a, a P.J. Fleck. They're rowing the boat in the same direction. You know, he's you can't pick your coach and then not win for your coach because, like, it's not his fault anymore, in my opinion. If Marcus Freeman ends up being a terrible head coach, I blame the hundred players who who insisted he be their head coach as much as I blame him. So I like that, but I think it'll be a lot of points scored in this game. I think it's gonna be a lot of points. I think it's a track meet, so um, I'm definitely gonna take the over the 59. That's that's my play in that Ooh, game. Okay. All right. Over 59. I like that. All right. Uh, I'm betting against a brand name with this one. UTEP, the Miners, plus 31 against Oklahoma. I know Oklahoma, when you talk about points like Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams and Murray and Mayfield and Hurts, like they've been constantly pumping out good players. Spencer Rattler transferred. But here's the problem. Rhett Venables, who I think, Levesque, we've had on the show before. When he was a coordinator at Clemson, we, he may be a former Levacangas guest back at a Syracuse Clemson week. He's now the head man at Oklahoma. They have 50 new players <laughs> for Oklahoma. 50 guys have never put on the uniform before for the Sooners. So could they win by four touchdowns? Yeah. Could they get up 35 nothing in the first half and just pull back a little bit? Sure. I will take UTEP, though, with the points because I feel like Oklahoma's a bigger brand name, and with so much uncertainty, I'm going to roll with the Miners in week one. All right. I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't love a lot of stuff this week because I like I haven't seen enough, but I always like I always catch myself going for these giant favorites and just die, just go and do it. Just take the giant favorite. They're better than everyone else, whatever. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buck the trend. I'm going to take Rice plus 32 and a half points against USC. I think they lose by 30, 31 points. I don't, I don't, I think they, I think they keep it within the 32 and a half. So give me Rice plus 32 and a half. I'm glad you bet Rice because Colin Cowherd and all the other people on the West Coast are just like slurping up USC. Cowherd was trolling people saying they had the greatest practice in the history of college football earlier this spring. Oh my god. I like Lincoln practice, Riley. Not I, a game. Right. Like he's got to do he just got there, guys. Like he just got USC went four and eight last year. And there were polls that had them as a top 15 team in the country. 
a little too much hype around USC. Yeah, I'm good with yeah. it. I used to love betting against USC because they almost got beat by Fresno. Oh, I think it was Fresno State they almost got beat by last year in week one. Uh, here's my other pick. I got two more for you. So this line has stunk all year long. Houston is playing Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners. Houston is supposed to be this year's Cincinnati. American team can go undefeated, can make crash the college football playoff. Remember, it was a few years ago with my boy Case Keenum, who shocked Oklahoma. But San Antonio is only a four-point dog. I would pick up and do the Brian Windhorse, why is that, with my other finger, but I don't want to drop my microphone. But why is that? <laughs> I'm taking the Roadrunners. I can see this being a tie game with like five seconds left, and Houston kicks a game-winning field goal and has to come back and win. But I'll take plus four. So give me the Roadrunners plus four against Houston in a line that stinks and has concerned me all summer long of why it's not a seven or a nine-point game. Uh, all right. You know what? Just because I'm going to go Washington minus 23 over Kent, Kent State. I don't think Kent State belongs in there. I think Washington minus minus 23 is a, is an easy play. Give me give me Washington. The Huskies, baby. The Huskies, baby. Pac-12 love. All right. Here's my lock. My blood oath lock of week one. This is my favorite play. How many limbs did you lose when you when you were betting limbs? I know you. I know you don't have four, but I think you had to go steal some to get to get right. Chad was very concerned after the first month, being like, "Guys, I don't think you've got body parts left." Right. <laughs> I agree. This is my favorite play of the week. James Madison minus five against Middle Tennessee State. I've been blowing up you and Boston Dance phone all week about this play. James Madison has been one of, if not the best, FCS programs in the country over the last decade. Now, North Dakota State, I get that. North Dakota State, we all know that. But, like, James Madison is right there. James Madison has had a college game day. Uh, it might help that Lee Fitting's an alumni from there, but whatever. We like Lee Fitting. He was good to us. Uh, the Dukes have now jumped to FBS. They have left the CAA. They're playing at the next level. Now, maybe this is too much D3 bias for me or a small school kid bias for me. But when it says like you play class B and you can't beat an A school or you play in like a mid-major and can't beat a big major, or in this case, you're an FCS school and you can't beat an FBS, that bothers those kids on that team. You want to talk about somebody who's going to be fired up? It's at James Madison. So you have the fan base gets their first FBS game. The players get to prove people wrong. Middle Tennessee State's probably think you're going to roll them. Like, oh, these guys played at a lower level last year. We're going to kill them. James Madison minus five is my play. I would bet that to like 13 and a half. I would see what the number is all the way to two touchdowns. Dukes, baby. Let's go. James Madison week one, my favorite play of the week. You know, I got to tell you, I think it's, I think it's finally time. I think it's finally here. I think it's Chip Kelly time. Ooh. I think it's finally here. Give me UCLA minus 23 and a half. Watch the chipper just run it up. Just I'm gonna start calling it the wood chipper. He's just gonna run it up. Just run it. Just this just ting ting ting. It's gonna sound like a pinball machine. Ting 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 ting. That's what it is. That's what I like. I want to take Michigan, but the number's too big. That's what the deal is. Chip Kelly's one of those guys, if you played like video games, he'd call timeout when he's up by like three touchdowns and get in another <laughs> one to make sure stats look good for the next week. All right, you, so mentioned it, like, you mentioned it though, like you're hearing about the best practice ever and the this and the that. No, he's a guy who hears that stuff. And if he doesn't say anything, it's because he's pissed. And I think he's going to show it. I think, I think, I think they, they, they get out there and handle it. Give me a little UCLA love right there. 
I like UCLA. They're so good. That roster is really good. I like them to be the dark horse to win the Pac-12 last year. I think their quarterback is better than last year. If he had played better, he would have won me more money. Again, them and Notre Dame are a little bitter. At, uh, I'm going to recap my picks just in case somebody just hopped in or listened on our audio side. My picks again, UTEP plus 31, Ohio State minus 17, uh, Texas San Antonio UTSA plus four, and then my favorite play is James Madison minus five. Uh, I, I already closed that page of my computer. So, uh, Notre Dame, Ohio state over 59, uh, Washington and uh, UCLA. I'll lay the number and then I'll take the points, uh, against USC. I think Sweet. that's everything I said. I think that's it. Before, Q &A? Q, before we get to Q and A to end the day, you let your comments on Twitter, oh, Facebook. And right now we got to tell you our friends over at Mohawk Honda. They Mohawk go out of their way Honda. to please you. Did you know that? I didn't know that you and I are going to be there September 15th. Unless the world changes for you, you might be virtual. We hope to get you in Glenville, New York on the 15th. Make Mohawk Honda that spot for you when you're looking for a new vehicle. We are now into the fall and the supply chain is still in a wild spot that it may have never been in before. Take advantage of it. Maybe you've been waiting all summer long. You've been saving up for the fall. Now you've got the opportunity to trade in your vehicle and get a 2022. Maybe you've got your eyes on a 2023. Whatever it might be, the staff at Mohawk Honda wants to help you find the vehicle you're looking for. I've had a lot of road trips back to central New York. That's just kind of how the calendar's fallen this year. We've been taking the pilot, smooth ride, baby Rex, two hours, greatest ride he's ever had. It may not be the same way back. Karma might come back, but when a baby's in a car seat and can ride and not have any disruptions for two hours, it's the vehicles. Vehicle yeah. gets credit for that. Shout yep. out to the pilot EXL. Sure, telling you're driving. 2022 pilot EXL, helping us get through those rides. Whatever you're looking for, the staff there. Shout out to everybody: Cam McKenna, Brian McKenna, MJ, Lindsey Herdin, Greg Johnson. Check them out on social media. Nate and Nick do a great job with all that stuff. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Did you get Love your vehicle back, family. by the way? Oh, I did. I did. And uh, I was going to tell you, like. I know I mentioned this the other day, but I, it smells like a brand new truck. So like I, I have, I have 8,000 miles in my truck, but I like, I already basically lived in my truck. So I had that little scratch on the front, fixed that up, looks brand new, would never know what happened, but they also went through the entire truck and cleaned it. So like Ooh. my backseat was full of like uh, QR codes for season tickets, you know, schedules for the empire, t-shirts, stuff, all kinds of crap. Again, the truck it smells brand new, completely detailed, and everything that was in the truck is now in two like Mohawk Collision Center grocery bags, like the like the reusable bags, and um, perfect for trick or treating. I think maybe you should go scratch up your vehicle real quick before uh, before October, so you have a nice trick and treating bag for your kid. And I was just like, I didn't expect them to clean the truck. Like I expect them to fix what was wrong with it. It would look great on the outside, whatever. Completely detailed it. Feels like brand new, which is nice because I'm going to be driving to Georgia a lot. So, you know, I'm an owner now. I got to save money. The airfare is expensive. Thank you to the Mohawk family. Damn right. Andy Gelcher, my dude. My dude, bro. Love it. You know who All else right. is your dude? Our guy, Jamal. Jamal has a Knicks comment he wanted to hop on the show with today. He was talking about R.J. Barrett. You were on this thread, too, so got to give Jamal, our guy, some love yeah. here. Uh, talking about R.J. Barrett's contract and the Donovan Mitchell trade, Jamal wrote, it's kind of crazy to think about. I'm almost happy we, the Knicks, didn't get the number one pick, LOL. I just feel all around the game with R.J. Barrett is the winner of those three. He's talking about John Morant, Zion, yeah. and R.J.? 
Wouldn't yeah. it be better on yeah. just one thing, but all around game wise, I also like keeping these young guys together to grow. I, I mean, I like that, but let's let's not pretend that's where your head was originally at. I love you, buddy, but we all know you've now like you're you're. This is like consolation prize logic. Like, yeah, but who wanted three million dollars? I will do just fine with twenty five hundred dollars. Like, like it's not like you know what I mean. Like it's it's <laughs> it's consolation yes. prize logic is what. It, like I yeah sure sure I dated that woman who used who's now like a, a supermodel, but my fat wife with cankles is really good in the kitchen. Like, no, you know, like, or, or, or whoever ends up with me, like, yeah, yeah. I blew some good relationships, but I've got that fat guy who's part owner of a football team in Columbus, Georgia. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's consolation prize logic is what it is. He would have loved Donovan Mitchell. If he, oh my feels God. Like he's, if he feels like he's been burned before by superstars going to the Knicks and that was his take, I'd probably just shrug my shoulders and be like, okay. I mean, maybe that will end one day, but if that was your take, and now reading that tweet again, RJ Barrett is not better than John Moran. RJ Barrett's no. better than Zion. And yeah. I'm a Zion fan, and that's hard to swallow, but Zion just hasn't played, but he's not better than John Moran. And he's a really good wanted, player. You if you wanted to tell me you believe RJ Barrett's skill set will be better for what you hope the Knicks will be than Jaws. I don't I may not agree with you, but like there's I can see logic behind yep, that. For sure. Um but like no, he's not better than John Morant. John Morant is what he's top ten in the game right now, at least top fifteen. Yeah, yeah. and RJ yeah. Barrett's top forty. <laughs> Sorry, John Morant, yeah, he's probably top ten, top fifteen. He's one of the most popular players in the league now. It wasn't supposed to be like that. The kid from Mercury State to make Memphis Grizzly basketball. There was a rumor what in July, early August that Kevin Durant was going to Memphis. That was the last one that they were going to pair him with John Morant. That would have taken that whole franchise to a new level, and they said no. So, yeah, look, the, the Knicks, they didn't get Donovan Mitchell. Wait, Jamal here you go. Blue. How about this? Yeah. This is – Corbin Greenwood sent me this from the score. It's the almost Knicks. So what it is is it's it's Donovan Mitchell, 2022 offseason, almost a Nick. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 2021 offseason, almost a Nick. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, 2019 offseason, almost Knicks. LeBron James, 2018-2010 offseasons, almost Nick. Like you remember, each one of those had a rumor of coming to the team. Oh my gosh! And I was like, I was like, dude, that's now you're just being mean. Like you're just being mean at this point. I've got one here from Peter, who we have not heard from from a very long time. Peter, P- Peter, pumpkin spice tweeter. I feel like he's used that one before. I think a college football playoff would be better with ten teams, giving the top two teams a buy, reward the best. I don't think that's how brackets work. You can't do a 10 team bracket. No, you'd have to well, you'd have to have you'd have to have two buys. If double buy. Yeah, you'd have to have well, you'd have to have a, the, the top one and the second the top two teams would have to have a buy. No, you'd have to have a buy again too, wouldn't you? Yes. You have to it, with 10 you need a play in, I believe. Yeah. Double oh yeah, yeah. In. Okay. I can see if you did that. Yeah, no, that's just that's just not not really thinking it through is what that is. That's Peter. Because you'd have to yeah complicate the math here. Just do eight or twelve. Just stop it, you. What if you uh, did? If you did four? No, you're still you're yeah you're screwed no matter how you do it. It's not gonna work. He, did, he just wanted to be contrarian. He picked yeah. a number in the middle to confuse us. Oh, he's, he's a Seattle fan or Toronto uh, or something. Too. Jesse and DB, not Derek Brown, but Jesse and uh-huh. DB have some comments here. Are you worried about you all defense against Baylor? Do you think this could be a murder <laughs> for you all versus Baylor guys? Like, you know, 
Did he, I think they're just trying to copy Ben's take. What was it? Hot take Baylor U Albany this morning. Two of you guys. At least one of you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. This is. Let's be. Let's be polite. You were the one who said this, and I've lived by it. Guests on the show should be treated like a guest. You read the question; they're a guest. Okay. No, no, no. Am, that's for am, interviews. No, that's I, for interviews. They made themselves a part of this. Hold on. God. I, uh, I want to answer. I want to answer. I want to field this question. I want to do it. Are, am I concerned about the U Albany defense versus the Baylor offense? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, no. You know, I'm not because, like, I later after the show, I'm going to go out and I'm going to I'm going to fist fight Godzilla in the parking lot. So you're not worried about me because you know what's gonna happen. <laughs> like, oh, like I'm sorry. Like, it's not you, what's the, punching out of your class or something like that or whatever. It's this is you, you, any any any. I feel I feel terrible saying this. No, you don't. Any drive that you Albany's defense stops Baylor should count as six points for 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 you Albany. Maybe more. Is that fair? Like, if they got four stops in the entire game, shouldn't they be just uh, here's 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 twenty here's twenty four points. Here you go. I would count that. I think right. that's fair because you they shouldn't. If you're Baylor and and you Albany keeps you under shit sixty, you're going back to the drawing board. You didn't bring you Albany to, to Waco, Texas, for a good game. You brought you Albany to Waco, Texas, because you think you can kick their ass. That's what you did. Yes. A rare in-show email. A rare in-show email Ooh. coming in from Mike, who just titled the email, Beer? Question mark. Hey, guys, what's your go-to beer for tailgates? Ask LeVac that, too. I think you and I are a little different from the tailgates we've done. Like, the road trips we've done, you like the bus trip, little water bottle pregame. I like a nice cold canned Budweiser in a plastic bag. My dad calls it the Shark Tank invention, the <laughs> mobile cooler, where he just fills up a plastic bag with ice and puts beers in the can. So I'm very basic, just a nice cold well, canned you're beer. Basic. For... We agree on that. <laughs> cold canned beer for a tailgate. Uh, no, ice cold, ice cold Miller Lights. Let's roll. Let's roll. I'm in. Um, I, I, I do like, I kind of treat tailgates like I treat Thanksgiving. Like, like when I do Thanksgiving, when I host Thanksgiving, which uh, hasn't happened in a while for, I don't know, my family doesn't like me. Um, I'll start the day with a mimosa, maybe an Irish coffee, maybe, maybe both. And then I'll work my way into, you know, some ice cold beers during the football. And I'll probably finish the night with a nice, you know, vodka cranberry or something or vodka Red Bull or something, you know, just keep it going, keep the party moving. So like, there you- yeah, so tailgate. If I can, if I can, if I can start with a mimosa or an Irish coffee, and then roll in some ice cold Miller Lights, let's rock and roll. I'm ready to go. I think also, Mike, there that depends on the kickoff, right? Like if you got a noon kickoff, it's a little different than the thirty no, no, kickoff. No, seven. No. no, I'll do the same way every time. Just more beers. But, Budweiser, <laughs> by the way, was my answer. Bud heavy. I don't think actually. You and your dad with the Bud heavy is is impressive. <laughs> you guys rip right into the Reds, right into them, right. No, no, no lube. Just right into it. A tradition unlike any other. It is. It is kind of intense. I just heard my dad. I think yelling from the downstairs. He's here, by the way. I, just, I think I can hear him yelling at the the, the broadcast now. No, because you know why? Because he wants to try. He wants to get my ass to a tailgate again. That's the that's the drunkest I've been in a, in a very long time. 
that, Sean that Tucker game. jersey this time instead of the Pearl Washington gear. He'll mm. get you. Mm. Man, you can I have number forty-four, please. I will only go if I get to wear number forty-four. You heard it, Central New York. Levac refuses <laughs> to go to Syracuse unless he gets a forty-four jersey. Notre Dame does play the dome this year. We could re we could relive the uh what is Shamrock series pinstripe bowl. Oh, the Shamrock series. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it that was. was. Every time I see the Leprechaun now, I just I feel I feel like PTSD for you, because that Leprechaun was in front of us. The band was right next to us, and you like it just kept going. It was so freaking cold, <laughs> and it just kept going. And every time I threw a can out, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take a break. Your dad's handing like popping out. Here's beer. <laughs> Where'd you come from? And where the hell did like? Why they don't sell butt heavies in here? Where'd you find these? <laughs> uh, a programming note: Levac and I. I know last Tuesday we moved it to Thursday. That looks to be the same this week as well. We've got our kickoff NFL show, Bills Mafia. We are going to be at Hooters before Hooters. the game, so a six thirty to eight o'clock show live from Hooters on Wolf Road, getting you ready for the NFL season. So, a little programming note: again, Tuesday we are off. We are back Thursday. And then our weekend show, we've got some really fun stuff coming up on the way for the weekend show. We might, our audio audience in particular, might be liking one of our weekend shows coming up. So if you watch on video side, make sure to download a Spotify, Apple for up to the minute updates for the audio side because cool stuff coming this next weekend. All right, don't ignore Tommy Gross. Who's your final four for the college football playoffs this year? I hate my final four. Good. I'm sure I do too. The problem with the Final Four is that I want to not be so chalky every season. Like, I don't want to put two SEC teams every year. I don't think Georgia's going to make it because the dog's no longer in them. So, I had Alabama. I had Ohio State. I have Baylor, which is crazy that I they like kick it. off like with it. you, Albany. Yeah, I, Baylor and, or Oklahoma State are right there. And I think Baylor's better than Oklahoma State this year. They proved it. So, I have Baylor. And then I wanted to take a team from the Pac-12. I wanted to take either Oregon or Utah. And Utah was better last year. So, I cannot believe that's my that's – my, Four, Alabama, Ohio State, Utah, and Baylor. And I wanted to put Clemson in there, but Clemson's got so much quarterback questions that if I had to dump one team, I would switch Utah and Clemson. But right now I'm going to stick with Baylor, Utah, Alabama, Ohio State, Crimson Tide and Buckeyes, and Alabama, Chalk Chalk, McChalkyton wins it again. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna go. I'm going to go. I think, I think Georgia does have the dog. So Bama, Georgia. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Whoo! Michigan gets back in again. And my dark horse, because I hate the logic behind them not being in. Every every time, you know, it's an extremely talented team, but they're just too young. Texas A&M. That's the dumbest Ooh. thing. Like, what's too young? Nobody's in college football for more than three freaking years. How are they too young? If they're good, they're good. Let's go. So I think A&M gets in there. I do. Hey. A&M has been your squad. You cashed the ticket last year with Alabama, the greatest recruiting class in the history of college football. The internet's calling the Aggies. And, of course, they'll get in this year, hopefully moments before the Johnny Football Netflix documentary uh, debuts. Uh, yeah, boy. Who? JFF. Nobody even knows who he is anymore. Who's the Heisman this year? Ooh, I have not mentioned this yet. You can Ooh, say okay. it at this point, right? Because they've yes. played you. You know what? We have. Oh, I have not mentioned this on any platform yet. So here's the rule of the Heisman. I can have a top three going into the season. This is the last time I can talk about the Heisman, even though there's been a kickoff, but these three players haven't played yet. So going into the season, this can change in five minutes. Okay. The top three players I have, because you have to be the man to beat the man, just like you said. Woo! I've got Bryce Young, one. C.J. Stroud, the quarterback for Ohio State, two. And Will Anderson at Alabama, three. Those are the three Mr. best players Anderson. going into the season, and I can evaluate that as it changes. 
This is a take that could get me in trouble, but I truly believe this. If you have any bet this season, any bet this season, from conference winners to national champions to parlays to anything, you may not be able to do this in New York because New York limits awards because it has factoring. But if you're out of state, Will Anderson at 16 to 1 to win the Heisman. There's never been odds that have been better for that, for a player that is that good. ESPN called him the best player in the country. He is. Todd McShay, love this guy report. He goes, whoever that linebacker DN at Bama is would have been the number one pick this year. So everyone knows he's the best defensive player. Everyone knows he's the best player. People are dying to see a defensive player win the Heisman Trophy. It's 16 to 1. So again, I will not wager on that, but I'm just saying from a storyline perspective, if you could wager on the Heisman, again, one more time, I'm not doing that. That's one of the best wager value picks ever in the history of that award. So take that bet for what it is. How come I can't find odds on Tucker? New York athlete, probably. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not a running back who's should be number 44, who's all you have? Why not, man? Run left, run left, run left again. Who's the kid from Michigan that they think has a shot? I'll put him out there. Uh, J.J. McCarthy. Yeah, that's who I think. Even though he's not even like a full time starter, <laughs> like I bet Chris. How bad Chris is that? McCarthy Michigan, from the Hideaway. Michigan the is legitimately way. planning to platoon their quarterbacks. Yeah, you know what is up with the Harbaugh putting out that post of like we've decided week one's going to be this guy, but then week yeah, two will be that. What the that's hell? McCarthy. But it's like all I think is I think what's going to happen is is McNamara is going to start this game. McCarthy's going to come in for a drive, look electric, and then not go back out. That's what I think is going to happen. It's college football transfer portal recruiting for you. Let's put out a nice social media post and see how great both quarterbacks are. Right, so that Cade McNamara doesn't leave Mm -hmm. just in case J.J. McCarthy hasn't taken the advancement I hoped he did. So Exactly right. Um, Hey, guys, so Tuesday, then Thursday. If we can do Tuesday, Thursday, I'm in. Absolutely. I didn't know what your schedule was going to be like. If you want to go Tuesday, Thursday, let's make it work. I don't care what my schedule is. We'll do Tuesday, Thursday. Woo-hoo! I'm going to have to bump you a lot, so I won't bump you this week. All right. Sweet. Tuesday, Thursday. And then I'm probably going to have to, like, I'm, I might, like, have to leave the orange roof, um, sleep in my truck until it's legal to, to go anywhere, and then head to Georgia. That might have to be, that might have to be the rule. I'm going to have to, like, lock my keys inside Hooters so that I'm not breaking any laws, go back out to the truck, and then leave. That might have to be. I was supposed to drive out Thursday, but that's not going to happen. So I can't wait. Come join us for the show. Tuesday, we're going to be live. Thursday, we're going to be live, but live on a remote Thursday at Wolf Road. Uh, do you have any advice for us before we go watch Old Man Corso throw some headgear on? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I do have a little bit of advice for you. Uh, date fat guys were fun. <laughs>